listening to season three. We're supposed to say it together. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Tune in every Friday. <laughs> are you gonna delete that? Sorry. You are now listening to season three of Dark, Dark and Lovely Pod, Pod with your girls Ohima T and Dej. And this is a podcast that prioritizes black women, specifically dark skinned women, and amplifies our voices. Streaming every Friday on all platforms. So kick off your shoes and relax your feet and lock into Dark and Lovely Pod. Woo! <laughs> Families, opinions of you are important, but don't let it ruin and run your life. Mm hmm. Hey guys! Hey! We're back again with another episode. Yes, yes, yes. This is the second last season of the episode. Wait. This is the second last, last episode, episode of the season. season. Yes. So, yeah, man, we're almost there. Yeah. It's almost Christmas. Um, I think it'll be Christmas Eve when this episode drops. Oh, it's gonna be Christmas Eve? Yeah. On Friday, right? Yeah. Christmas is on Saturday, right? I feel like Christmas is on Sunday. Is it? Yeah. No way. I feel like no, because the twenty third is on Thursday, is it not? I feel like the this year New Year's and Christmas are no Christmas is on Saturday. Oh, okay, okay, so it's lit. So New but Year's. But then I always get confused because New Year's is like Isn't is a week. New Year's Eve is a week from Christmas, so New Year's Day is on Sunday. Um, I always get confused every single year. I thought New Year's Day and Christmas was exactly a week apart. No, it's New Year's Day. I mean, Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. Okay. Wait, no, I'm wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Okay. Yeah, or one week, right? Girl, I don't know. Five, anyway. <laughs> six, seven, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. And then Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Yeah. Why was that so rough? Anyways, yeah. child. <laughs> Alright, so what's going on in these streets is um, Lil Dirk proposed to India. So cute. And I love them. everyone's talking about proposals and stuff. Yeah. And I actually have a fucking... Um, you know Ohlone? Oh, yeah. Okay, so she posted this. Um, so every, the question is like, is this girl wrong? So it says, my boyfriend proposed to me at the movies. I didn't let him finish proposing because number one, I thought it was a joke. And number two, I immediately thought seriously at the movies. We had discussed how I wanted to get proposed to. I just wanted to look decent and act like a professional photographer or at least someone there to take pictures. And I wanted it a little more elegant. I told him this. He instead proposed to me after mostly everyone left the theater and the staff was next to us picking up trash. But I felt like I should have said yes because that's also how I felt in the moment. Um, my heart was racing. I was so happy thinking about it. And he explained while on one knee that he chose the movies because it's our thing. We always go to the movies. It's our thing to do. And that warmed my heart. I don't know if that makes sense. I just don't know if I'm wrong or something. Please help me. I'm sad and disappointed now. I feel like the whole proposal thing is going to suck the second time around. Will I feel those happy feelings again? Hmm. what do you think i think the guy's wrong mm -hmm. because she told him how she wanted to be proposed to mm -hmm. and he chose something different yeah and i don't care if it's our thing like she told you what she wanted and you didn't do that yeah you know what i mean like that's i don't know i find that disrespectful i feel like <laughs> no i hear what you're saying i feel like and a lot of people are saying like oh like you know what i mean like she should 
like she's basically doing too much like it's the thought like it's the gesture itself like it's a proposal it's not really like it's the fact that he asked her to marry not like like the like you know like oh he bought her a hundred flowers or whatever whatever yeah. but i feel like if you th this is why we talk about things like if she yeah. specifically said what was the point of that discussion then exactly if you're just gonna do what you want exactly anyway. exactly no. and it's like i feel like i get it that like he's saying the movies is their thing but i feel like it's also kind of lazy because like lazy. you could have like had and you're being I, cheap you're too. being cheap i feel like you could have like incorporated the movie thing in a different way if in a really, different way if you really put her effort family into, there at least like what yeah do you mean her, she said she wanted her family there you didn't bring her family and that's fucking it. disrespectful yeah that's so you could have rented out a movie theater for her and all yeah. her family and friends mm -hmm. or something like that and her nails weren't even done that's disgusting Mm -mm. that's rude <laughs> yeah that's so rude i don't know and then when she looks back on that experience oh how did you get engaged like she's gonna be upset about it why would you want your wife to be upset about her engagement like i feel like your engagement like your engagement is like literally so many things can go wrong with your marriage yeah. i feel like the engagement is like the one thing that like because even your wedding day is super stressful i know i feel like the engagement is like the one thing you're doing for your future wife yeah that. I know, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, speaking of marriage, kind of, um, you know Nini from Real Houses of Atlanta? She, um, you know how her husband passed away, like, maybe... Oh, I think I heard something about this. I'm gonna say he passed away, like, maybe, like, two months ago, three months ago. Yeah. But, like, he was sick for, like, a long time. Like, he mm -hmm. was sick on and off for, like, maybe, like, like I think, like, three years because he had cancer so now it was her birthday recently and she was seen out with a new man mm -hmm. and like everybody's talking shit saying like like it's too soon like, who are they to say anything exactly excuse me no trust me like what yeah no <laughs> people are like it's too soon like he's not even like, in the business. ground yet like all this kind of stuff and I just feel like, first of all, he was sick for a long time. Yeah. And we don't know what discussions they had together mm -hmm. as husband and wife that, he, you know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. he even knew this guy. Like, we don't, yeah. we don't know. And even if, like, he wasn't sick and she moved on, like, everyone grieves in their Different own way. ways. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, who are you to judge? Because you'd probably be doing something even worse, in your opinion, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If your husband died. Exactly. But yeah. So there's that. But that's basically... She's on. Trust like, me. Shut up. Her husband just died. Like, leave what the lady alone. Yeah. And it's her birthday, too. <laughs> like, shut up. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to read a tweet that kind of sums up what we'll be talking about today. So, this tweet is by Jiggy Rida on Twitter. And it reads, family pressure be weighing me, so I'm on the streets now. <laughs> All right. So speaking of family pressure, do you feel like, like, what do you specifically feel? First of all, do you feel pressure from your family, like, in general, and like maybe like more specifically, like, what do you feel pressure? Mm, yeah, I definitely feel pressure from my family. Um, in two ways, I feel like one, they want me to continue with school. It's just like, I, I just finished school, like, leave me alone. <laughs> Do they like, really? Me, yeah, like, let me They're breathe. They're talking about it already? Yeah, like, let me breathe. Let me, like, you know. Recuperate. Yeah, like, I just went through school that stressed me out in the middle of a pandemic. Like, I mm -hmm. need to, like, and I want, like, my finances to be up there, too. Like, you know, let me, like, make some money. Yeah. You know? 
because um, student broke is different it's different and honestly i feel like grad student broke is different than like undergrad, undergrad. student broke. yeah because now you actually have bills now you have bills <laughs> and not like you're a whole adult and you're fucking broke like yeah. it just makes and no it's sense embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing like, <laughs> it's embarrassing like you have to pay for your tuition and i feel like people don't get that like mm-hmm. they think, oh, because you're a certain age, you should have a certain amount of money in your bank account. But it's like, I've been a student my whole life, so how could I have attained that? Mm-hmm. In what way? Like, when did I have time to do that? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But, um, what I think? Yeah, I feel pressure for, from school, for sure. And tying into school, too, I feel like I feel pressure because my family thinks because I stayed in school for so long that, like, I should magically know everything in all these different areas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, maybe I should know this, but I, I didn't because I just didn't learn it. But mm-hmm. like, you know, like the recycling, how you have to separate like uh, plastic from like cardboard. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know that. So I was putting it all together, right? My grandpa's <laughs> like, how you have a big, big master's degree, you don't know this. Mm-hmm. You don't know to separate plastic from cardboard. And I'm like, well, no one ever taught me this. So I don't Wait, know. no, sis. <laughs> what do you mean? They taught us that in elementary school. Well, I don't remember. I don't recall. <laughs> I don't uh-uh. recall, but like that's an example. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But like they'll say random shit, and like, how do you not know this? And I'm like, when did when was I supposed to learn this? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like pressure to like know everything from my family too. Um, um in terms of like financial pressures, mm-hmm. I don't think my family stresses me out too much about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that they'll never ask me for money, but, like, I always feel like I should give. Especially yeah. since I'm working now. Mm-hmm. And, like, I I told my family how much I'm making. <laughs> Stupid First mistake. Yeah. So I feel like they're probably looking at me like, she has money, so, like, like what, what is she doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, I know they're, they're not going to, like, ask me outright and be like, oh, like, give me this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and a lot of the time, too... I don't know if this goes goes hand in hand with school. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but I feel like from my experience, a lot of people, a lot of people that are around me that pursue higher education mm-hmm. are a lot more emotionally intelligent. Okay. I'm not saying that like people who don't pursue higher education are not, mm-hmm. but like that's just what I've noticed around me compared to my friends that maybe didn't, mm-hmm. exp- or people around me that didn't pursue higher education. That I feel like. A lot of people that did are more emotionally intelligent. So mm-hmm. I think me with my family, they feel like they can like put all of their emotions on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And feel like I should just help them work through it or like I shouldn't be going through things because I got my master's degree. Like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like, oh, you have nothing really to like, your life's not hard kind of thing. Like you mm-hmm. have nothing to really be no. upset about. Mm-hmm. Or you have nothing to, like, um, be ungrateful for. Which I don't, but, like, at the same time, I'm, like, a human person. Like, I'm going through my own struggles, too. But I feel like because they think that of me, like, they think it's fair that they can put... But, yeah, what about you? Um, I feel like um, I definitely have a lot of pressure on me, especially being, like my father's only child Mm -hmm. so all of their like hopes and dreams and all kind Mm -hmm. of stuff is definitely all on me Mm -hmm. um 
and I feel like even like for going to school like, like I've said before like I definitely have always wanted to go far in my education but I because I've always it's something that has always been instilled in me I don't know I don't think it was always my idea obviously because your parents you know they teach you things and you hear things and you see things and you're like oh, okay mm -hmm. like I want that for myself but like I don't know when it became what, it, what I want for myself and I no longer know like how much of it is what I want for myself and yeah. how much of it is what my family wants for me yeah um and like even like when I was like I wasn't really like like okay like after I finished my master's I was just like like how you're feeling right now I was just mm -hmm. like tired mm -hmm. I was like okay I did it like you know what I mean like let me take a break mm -hmm. and then like my parents were like especially my dad was like okay like no like pull up like yeah you know what I mean like you need to you need to do your PhD now and I was like ugh, like I was just getting annoyed mm -hmm. and then he would like print like um like the admission packages and stuff and like put mm -hmm. it out like in front of my door and like oh, shit. yeah and mm -hmm. like he was just doing and then he would like research like professors from like different programs mm -hmm. and then like tell me like oh like this person looks like they would align with your work and like mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff so like i think he was just excited mm -hmm. and it's something that he always wanted to do but obviously at some point it's going to turn to pressure right yeah. yeah so i feel pressure in that department i would say for my dad i feel pressure academically Mm -hmm. I feel like for my mom, she's just kind of like, yeah, you know, my daughter's like doing this. Like she just, it makes her proud and mm -hmm. that like she can like brag about me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But more so for her, I feel like she cares more about me getting married and having kids. Mm -hmm. And like one thing that is a lot of pressure too, when your parents are immigrants, like I know that my parents are not going, first of all, I know my parents really want to go back to Ghana, mm -hmm. but they're not going until like certain things happen for me yeah like like my dad was saying like oh like he wants to retire but um i went back to school i'm like bro or like oh, he, oh okay or like um you know he wants to retire so like i need whatever education i'm doing like i need to finish that now i'm like what type of pressure is that bro yeah. like, like your <laughs> yeah, retirement what? is riding on me like yeah you know what i mean and then he's like oh you know i've been working in this country since eight, since 89 and like oh all this kind God. of stuff yeah. i'm like this is so much pressure and mm -hmm. then like I feel like for my mom, like, she doesn't want to move to Ghana until I get married and I have kids, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, like... That's fair. That's fair, but also, like, that's a lot of pressure because, first of all, I don't have a man. Yeah. I definitely don't have a husband. And, I, yeah. I, like, I'm not really... Like, obviously, I want that, but me today, like, I don't, like, I don't... You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not something that I'm seeing in the foreseeable futures, but it's, like they want to go to Ghana, like they have investments there, they yeah. want to do this, they want to do that. Mm -hmm. But I know that they're not going until I like have my shit together. And I also like, I want my kids to know my parents, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, true. So I think it's just the pressure of like, just, I would say overall, I have a lot of pressure of just like trying to get my life like, like, together mm -hmm. by a certain point so that my parents can move on not move on but like retire and like relax yeah. and be happy yeah you know and it's just like at least like maybe like if, if i had like an older sibling or whatever like mm -hmm. they would be able to like give that to them yeah, so that they so could that, do yeah. like you know and then wait for me and maybe like come back but it's just like it's only me so it's yeah. like i have to I have to do everything and i think mm -hmm. like generally speaking like i think that everything my parents want 
mm-hmm. or would want from me like I've done Mm-hmm. Like I like I like every time my mom like tries to page me about like the way I dress or like going on I'm like I'm literally doing everything that you guys yeah. have asked of me. Yeah. So I feel like there's also the pressure of like what's gonna happen the first time that I don't do the thing that you ask of me. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or um the pressure to do the things that they ask of me. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> just cough. Oh. <laughs> Trying to hold it. yeah sorry go on yeah to do the things they ask of me because like it's not just like they're not just telling me for peaches and roses they're telling me because they want to go into the next chapter of their lives yeah so it is definitely a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. okay so I don't know if you've ever experienced this or let me phrase that in a different way. Was there any stress that you felt from your family, mm-hmm. like as a child? Do like, you ever do you feel? Because for me, like I'll give an example. Like I don't know if it was because I was the first child and the first grandchild, or because maybe I was the first child that grew up in like a certain type of area, mm-hmm. like a more like Suburban. white mm-hmm. area that like i felt like my parents and my grandparents would always like emotionally dump on me because Mm -hmm. they felt like i could help them like figure out their issues Mm -hmm. not figure out their issues but maybe it was because they perceived me to be more mature than i was Mm -hmm. so like they would tell me like adult issues that i shouldn't be hearing about yeah you know what i mean and then i feel like it made me mature a lot faster because i had to think and certain ways to like be like okay like why would this person do this and like take on like how my mom was thinking or take on how my grandparents were thinking Mm -hmm. in order to like understand the situation Mm -hmm. but i felt like it was stressful for me growing up because i'm like oh like this is like stuff that i shouldn't be having to deal with because my other friends are not dealing with this you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah um i can relate to that because like i said like when i i grew up for the most part like by myself right Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's um I was around adults a lot, you know what I mean? And I heard a lot of adult conversations, Mm -hmm. whether it was on purpose or like I just was there. So I can understand like um, having to think in more adult ways, but I don't really think I felt much pressure from it. I think like to me that was just normal. Oh, okay. So I've never really thought about it in terms of like, me feeling pressure to like i don't know think in this certain way i think Mm -hmm. i just made it my identity and 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 was like okay well i'm only child so that's why i'm always around adults and that's why i'm mature and that's why i'm this and that's why i'm that so i never thought of it not i never thought of it as something like negative Mm -hmm. or something that you know what i mean like pressure i never thought of it like that to be honest yeah maybe it was different because like i'm not an only child so Mm -hmm. like i saw they weren't doing it to they everybody else. They weren't doing else. it to everyone else. They were just doing it to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they are not stressed out about... Like, they don't even know what's really happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they look so carefree. And, like, <laughs> I can't... Like, I'm, like, stressed out thinking about this situation, you know? hmm So, going off of that point, I think additionally, mm-hmm. um, growing up, there was many situations or many times where 
you know, my grandparents or my mom would say certain things to me where I knew that they were in the wrong. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't really be like, oh, like you can't talk to me like this or oh, you can't say this to me or I couldn't hold them accountable to their actions, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like as I transitioned into adulthood, it was hard for me to learn how to navigate holding people accountable. And I realized that as a child, that that was actually a stressor for me because like I knew deep down that something was wrong, but like, I don't really know what it was, but it was the fact that I couldn't hold my grandparents or my parents accountable for their actions because they would never apologize or never come to me after a certain situation and be like, oh, like I was actually in the wrong or my bad for doing this to you or my bad for saying something like this to you. I know it's hurtful or bad to do. I have a question though. Do you feel like, so you see how you said, um, when the adults in your life did something wrong mm-hmm. or you felt it was wrong, yeah. um, they wouldn't apologize or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like when you did something wrong and like, and that has led you, it's difficult for you now to hold other people accountable. Mm-hmm. But do you think that like the, what about the reverse, like holding yourself accountable? Like, did you, do you think that growing up you, um, had to apologize when you were wrong? Yeah, for sure. Or like, do you think, so like how, do you think that you've internalized it to the point where like maybe you hold yourself accountable when you shouldn't or is it still, like do you know what I'm trying to say? I think the issue lies in that I hold myself accountable if I do anything wrong, like to someone else and, or like someone tells me like, oh my gosh, like that hurt my feelings or I did this to them. Like I'll feel really, really bad about it and I try to hold myself accountable for my own actions but like i won't do the same for other people if they do something wrong to me Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like it stemmed from my childhood experiences growing Mm -hmm. up with my family members that wouldn't hold themselves accountable to their actions when they did something wrong to me Mm -hmm. you know i feel like for me like like i said like i feel like um like i've said before in another episode i think that my dad would apologize to me Mm -hmm if something went wrong or if he did something wrong or like you know yelled at me or got in trouble or whatever right Mm -hmm. um i think that like when it comes to i think like for in my culture like respect is like such a big thing Mm -hmm. so i think like when it comes to my opinion like okay for example yesterday me and my mom were both kind of like cooking at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really annoying. Uh, yeah. Like two people being in the kitchen. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you know the um. Anyway, there was a. I was gonna. I was baking something, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, my mom washed out one of the pans for me, and then she was like cutting something up, like a like a yam, right? Yeah. She was peeling it, and then she like because I guess where I, I was like washing the meat in the sink and the, obviously the garbage is under the sink, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess she didn't want to keep telling me to move. So she mm-hmm. cut the the yam, like the skin of the yam and put it in the pot that she just washed that I was about to use, right? Okay. Yeah. So then I was like, so then when I finished washing whatever I was doing, I was like, why would you do that? Like, yeah. I'm about to use it. Like you just, you literally just washed it. Yeah. I'm about to use it. Like, why would you do mm-hmm. that in something clean like that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense right yeah. and then she's like oh so you're telling me i don't make sense i'm like 
what, what? you're doing I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what you're doing doesn't make sense yeah she's like oh i'm your mom i'm like that has nothing to do like i'm like you yourself know that that doesn't make sense yeah like just because you're my mom doesn't mean it makes sense yeah you know what like, i mean everything you do is supposed to magically make sense yeah. Yeah. yeah so i feel like that's very much so the attitude like i'm i'm your mom or i'm your dad or i'm your auntie like yeah. what i'm doing is automatically right yeah like and what you're doing in comparison to me is automatically wrong Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. not only is what you're like not only am i right like as a parent like you also can't think anything different you know what i mean you also have to agree with everything you have to when i'm wrong (laughs) you have to respect when i'm wrong not only do you have to respect me when i'm wrong but you have to agree with me yeah like i you can't have like i tell my mom all the time (laughs) exactly like yeah like my mom is very like modest like she doesn't really care for parties. She doesn't yeah. care for jewelry. Like, she doesn't care about... Like, she just cares about God, and that's it. Yeah. Like, me, I definitely... Like, I like clothes. I like hair. I like yeah. nails. I like all that kind of stuff. And she... Sometimes, like, she'll just look at me like, like, what? Like, are you... <laughs> like, you're my daughter? Like, you know, yeah. like, how? Like, and I'm just like, sis, like, you're... I'm not you. Like, that's yeah. something you have to understand. Like, yes, yeah. I'm your daughter, but I'm not you. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. I feel like... I would say that for my mom, for my mom, there is pressure to be like her. Yeah. And it's like, and I feel like when I was younger, like, like, especially in the Ganyan community, I feel like my mom, I think all parents do this, but I'll speak from my perspective in the Ganyan, like Toronto community. I feel like everybody wants their kid to like be that kid that everyone's like, Oh, like, Look what Teresa's doing. Look what oh. Deja's doing. They're doing so well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though, like, all your kids are, like, doing shit, getting piercings, getting tattoos, yeah. dating, like, non Guinean people, but it's, like, they just want the appearances. Yeah. So I think, like, there's a lot of pressure for us to, mm. like, keep up appearances or, like, mm. be that model child. Yeah. And I feel like my mom always wanted me to, like, be like her, like, be modest, be like this, be that. And I feel like, when I was little, she tried to, like, do that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, because we have, like, all these parties, like, these, like, um, there'll be, like, an associating, association, sorry, mm-hmm. for, like, a certain tribe. And then, like, mm-hmm. you'll go to, like, meetings and then, like, have, like, Christmas parties and, like, barbecues and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I remember one year, I was probably, like, 13. Um, maybe, like, yeah, maybe between, like, 12 and 14 no I was in high school so I'm gonna say I was between like 13 and 14 and like um like those times everybody was starting to like kind of dress like a hot girl like you know those like little pencil skirts with the belt and like all that kind of stuff right (laughs) but like my mom kind of wanted me to be like still wearing like a-line dresses and like stuff like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. so it was like even though like I had these hot girl clothes like when we were we were going to those things like she would dress me up in like these things Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then like i would go there and like everybody else is in their hot girl clothes and i was like oh you know Therese, like oh all the adults are like oh Therese, you're like you're such a good girl like you're this you're that but then all the other girls are looking at me like Mm -hmm. oh this girl like ill like you know what i mean yeah so and i feel like now that i'm just like i feel like that's why even now more so i'm just like fuck it i'm wearing what i want and i'm gonna show my mom too because it's like you tried to make me into something that i'm not yeah so yeah Yeah. pressure 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 and i feel like you just said something that like um 
reminded me of something mm-hmm. like the pressure of being a good girl i feel like i felt that so much growing up like mm-hmm. oh it was like insane yeah. like even like i internalized it too mm-hmm. so if i did something i would be so hard on myself like oh this is not like what my family would want for me like why would i do this mm-hmm. like it was in- insane like intense and i think that you know i don't think that boys have the same pressure to be good boys I don't think they do. I think that, like, for them, it's like, boys will be boys. Mm -hmm. And then, like, for us, it's like, you need to be a good girl. And then, especially being a black girl, Mm -hmm. like, you really need to be a good girl because... You have to, like, overcompensate. You have to overcompensate. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, when your parents are immigrants or, like, Mm -hmm. your family are immigrants, like, it's, like, there's also a pressure to, like, you know what I mean? They came here to give you a better life. Yeah. So and like, like you have to do better. Yeah. yeah. And it's like even like the pressure to kind of do better than your parents and your grandparents because mm-hmm. they came here to give you a better life. Mm-hmm. So it's like like I like my dad, he has a master's. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's like, OK, well, like, I like it's just kind of like if you sit down and think about the fact that like some of our parents really came here with like literally like twenty dollars in their pocket they had to work agency jobs and then now they were able to like either like buy houses buy cars like Mm -hmm. pay help us like support us like do all these things for us and it's like we were born here with so much opportunity yeah like for me to do worse than my parents or Mm -hmm. not at least match their level like yeah that is like you're gonna internalize that yeah you are but i feel like at the same time like we can't really put pressure Mm-hmm. like that on ourselves because we're living in a different time than than when they first came to Canada you know what I yeah. mean and like like for example buying a house it's so, is hard. so much harder now than it was for them you know 30 years ago God help us ago. you know what is that TikTok song God help me God what? save me what song is that I think it's oh it's by Summer Walker yeah, yeah. <laughs> like real yeah. shit cause like <laughs> we're not gonna well, I pray that we're going to be able to buy houses, but it's going to be right. very difficult. And, like, it's difficult now. So I can only imagine in three, four years when maybe I'm ready. Hopefully. I mean, the only <laughs> thing we can hope for is a fucking... What is it called? What? When the economy goes bad. Oh, like crashes? A uh, recession? A recession. Yeah. Maybe if there's a recession or the oh, house market I crashes. So. <laughs> no, Yo. we need a recession. No, we need I'll a recession. I'll be so happy. Because inflation is Hallelujah. too much right now. No, it's going up to like, mm-hmm. it's going up by like 9% next year. The I houses? saw that. I saw that. Well, in Toronto, downtown. Well, everywhere is realistic, to be honest. Downtown yeah. Toronto, that's like just not even on my radar. Yeah. Like, Honestly, Osh was not on my radar either because these houses are expensive. But honestly, here too. sis, everywhere is like everywhere. Remember that fucking chart that we did? Yeah. Even all the way out in places that we don't know. I forget who was telling me. No, you know where it's cheap? Windsor. Windsor. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't someone... like how their houses look. Yeah. Their houses, and it's like in the middle of nowhere. Like, why yeah. would I live there? <laughs> um, fucking somebody was telling me somewhere that houses are cheap. Where? I can't remember. It's a different province. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not it's a different that. province, but like apparently mm-hmm. houses are cheap. Alberta, Alberta is not there. cheap. That's a rumor. I feel like Alberta is not like Edmonton or the city, but like if you go to like the who's outskirts. living there though? I know. <laughs> like who's living there? <laughs> like nobody's living I there. Know. I feel like we're dragging it with Oshawa and Ajax. Like it's okay, chill. Not Oshawa and Ajax. No, but... I feel like we're dragging. I'm not going. Listen. I don't go, like, unless I'm coming here, I don't go past Ajax. Ajax is as far east as I need to go. Like, I'm not Really? Going, yes. I've I, gone to Curtis and Bowmanville. No. 
I don't do that. Or Newcastle or Even Pontypool. Even Whitby, I feel like is dragging it for me. Whitby, so I would live in Whitby. No. Or Oshawa. Why I'd I, even live in Bowmanville. Why am honest. I living in Whitby? I mean, like, Bowmanville and stuff, I feel like by the time we're settling down... It'll be, like... It'll be more black. Oh, for sure. So yeah. I don't... I just don't want my kids to grow up in an environment where they're questioning their blackness. Because yeah. I feel like if my kids are going to be dark-skinned, that's already a hurdle that we're going to have to... Yeah, overcome. Uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't want to add, like, you being the only black person yeah, to, like... Rough. That's just too much. I don't want my kids to psychologically yeah. <laughs> do all that stuff. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as the years go by, though, black people are moving more east. Yeah. Because Pickering Ajax is like predominantly black. But I feel like five, ten years, it'll be Whitby, Oshawa. Like they're just going to keep moving more yeah, east. Yeah. But the thing about it is, it's typically like we are moving more east because the houses are cheaper. But yeah. these days, the houses are not cheaper, more east. I mean, they're definitely cheaper than Toronto. Scarborough. Well, okay. Nobody nobody's thinking like if you're thinking you're gonna buy a house downtown toronto like you have generational <laughs> yeah. wealth you like, have you have generational like wealth. a lot of generational wealth because like, mm, yeah. even like a, a little shack is a million dollars is a million dollars yeah so like you're lit if you if that is even, even condos even, are expensive they're like eight hundred thousand dollars i'm like why am i living in a one-bedroom condo for eight hundred for eight hundred thousand dollars like what no nah, like That's when crazy. i when i was because i used to work at a real estate office when i was doing my undergrad mm-hmm and um like i was like the like i would do like deals and like do listings and all that kind of stuff so like mm-hmm. sometimes like i would like go on mls which is like um i forget what it's called for but um what it stands for sorry but it's just basically like a database that mm-hmm. like if you work in the field you have access to and you could just like see the houses the prices of like all the houses like and mm-hmm. i would like go like you know search houses on my street and like mm, stuff like see, that yeah. and like you know and it's just like that was like what like four years ago three Mm, years ago yeah yeah like yeah almost four years ago Mm -hmm. and it's just like i can only those times like basement apartments are like sixteen hundred dollars what like that's still so expensive that's what i'm saying i can only imagine now (laughs) like and like even like um condos like pinch condos like you're paying like fucking like at least some some of them are like twenty two hundred a month, like and it's like one bedroom. So yeah. I can only imagine yeah. like there's condos probably for like three racks a month. One hundred percent there are. <sighs> even more than that, like six thousand. That's that's <laughs> disgusting, Deja. And that's rent. You don't even own the property. What are you paying six thousand dollars in rent for? Because Honestly, people can't afford to buy houses, so what else are they gonna do? I Especially can't. if you have a whole family. Like think about it. Like if you're like a, two-parent household and you have two kids you can't afford to buy a house mm-hmm. you're gonna need to live in either you're either gonna need to rent a house or you're gonna need to rent a condo but what's even cheesing me is like you know how they always um have like new developments going out going yeah, up yeah first of all every time like those are getting sold out so fast so now quick bro when back in the day you used to have like a few months to decide yeah. there now, even used to be like houses that were just like vacant like it's not even the case anymore and then what's even (laughs) pissing me off too is like everywhere i go i feel like they're building condos yeah and it's like bro build affordable housing like i know stop building condos we don't need condos we can't afford it like (laughs) we need affordable housing and it's like it's crazy because even when you um get approved first of all the process to get approved for um like government housing Mm -hmm. is a lot or special priority housing because that's what i work with with my clients like mm-hmm. they apply for special priority housing 
Like, mm-hmm. it's so difficult to get approved. And once you get approved, like, you're on that list for, like, 10 years. What? You Once you get approved for special priority housing, yeah, like, you could probably be on the waiting list for, like, 10 years before you get a unit. Oh, so you have to go on a wait list. Yes. First so you once you're approved, you, you don't just automatically no. get a house? No. Damn, that's shit. Unless you have kids, it might be a lot... It, the process might be expedited, yeah. but it's still going to take a minute. But if you're, like, a single person that's, like, a victim of abuse or, like, whatever, just low income, yeah. after you get approved, you're going to be on a waiting list. Damn. I think right now the average is, like, 10 years. That's shit. Yeah. But then they want to be building condos. Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, the in the shelter system, they're turning, they're having to turn old um, hotels into shelters now. Because there's just so much of an overflow of yeah. of homeless people. But Damn. it's just like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to like, you know, buy houses and like, and also I feel like there's a lot of pressure to like have like, like a, a big savings account, like by this yeah. age. I mean, I feel like most people that are our age that haven't maybe done school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they should have money in their account. Cause like, what else are you doing? I mean, I don't think that's fair to say because, like, I, I, you should have at okay, honestly, okay, you should have at least like fifteen k. Like, come on. I don't know. I don't think. The okay, girl... well, I mean, it depends on how much like your salary is and whatever. Mm-hmm. But maybe like at least have some savings. Mm-hmm. Like, like. Ugh. I, I like... mean, everyone's situation is different, mm-hmm. so I guess that's fair. But I mean, if you're at home and you're not really paying anything, like. But also, put it like school. this, not everybody's parents were good with money. So That's if you true. learn your money managing skills from your parents, yeah. or, you know what I mean, or the adults in your life are not good at managing money, like, where are you going to get that skill from? You're going to learn from that time when you needed something and you didn't have it. Yeah. You're going to learn from experience. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like... That's fair. And I feel like there's a lot of people that went to school that were still able to save. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like... Yeah, that's there's, fair. I feel like there's, I, I honestly feel like there's an unfair pressure for us to have like such a big savings. I mean, like, obviously in the end, like having a savings is only beneficial to for you. Yeah. And it's a, it's not a negative thing. It's definitely a yeah. positive thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's something for you. Like it shouldn't be like, oh, your friend says like, like for example, you said you said, oh, you should have at least fifteen k. Like if I'm yeah. listening to it, like fuck, I only have five or yeah. I have zero. I, I mean, everyone's two. situation is different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hear you, but, like, it's, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like in co- in conversation with people, like, people will say things, and you're sitting there, like, damn, like, like shit, I, I don't have that. This. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, it'll motivate you to get more money. Or just give you pressure. <laughs> and even social media, too. That's that's just a big source of pressure. Yeah, it is. Because you're seeing mm. constantly, this person's doing this, this person's doing that. Oh, I bought my first home. Oh, yeah, bruh. Mm. No, I have... Honestly, I don't think she'll mind. So I'm going to say it anyway. But um, there's one, this one girl I went to school with. I went to undergrad with her. I didn't know her in undergrad, but we went to we went through undergrad together. And then we did our master's together. Mm. Second year of our master's, this girl bought a house. Good for her. Oh, she I was should. like what <laughs> no honestly like, Deja, how like no like sometimes i'm like bro what am i saying what am yeah, i really fucking like what saying? am i doing and, like every bro. time like um a condo goes up like you know those like or a condo or like a yeah. uh a new subdivision house whatever it goes up mm-hmm. i was like oh do you want to buy one i'm looking at her like sis listen <laughs> like, like, 
listen like, to me. No, you're not talking to me. Listen to me. It's it's not it's not one of those like it's not you know what I mean. But I feel like there's a lot of pressure for us. Bro, to, oh my god. Nah, I'm even. This conversation is even stressing. No, me. This conversation is stressing me too. <laughs> like I'm stressed. Like my grandparents even told me like like a few before they left they're like oh yeah like I, we know you're thinking about moving out i'm like moving out where wait and who when? said that <laughs> i'm like where and when and who said that nah because i didn't say that there's no there's no way i'm staying here as long as i can no literally <laughs> why wouldn't you yeah but nah i feel like you know we're about to enter a new year oh god let's you know if you don't have 15k already let's let's reach let's, that goal let's, let's try to reach yeah that goal. let's try to reach that goal by the end of the year yeah yeah. Uh-uh. Shit. No more oh Uber Eats. No, actually, like, for the month of January, I'm not eating out. I made that a goal. I'm, I'm buying food from the grocery store, making my meals for the week, and that's it. The thing about, okay, this is the thing. Like, definitely buying food and cooking is cheaper, right? Yeah. But, like, and, like, I, I like, and it's better for you and all those kinds of things. But, mm-hmm. like, bro, like, sometimes, like, it's a lot, like, you have to, first of all, you have to actually get up. You have to actually go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. You have to actually, like, pick yourself up. And then you have to come home and cook it. And, make and it. then after you cook it, like, it's not like you cook it and then you're good. Like, you have to, eat, once you eat it, like, you have to cook again. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So, it's just, like, it's a lot. It's easier said than done. Yeah. And, like, I do, like, have my, mo- like, my periods where, like, I'll just, like, cook for the week and, like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But it's definitely a lot. It's a lot. But I feel like... It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Only one day, though. Like, I feel like, like, right now, like, after we finish today, I'm probably gonna go to the grocery store and meal prep for the week. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, it's only stressful, like, when I'm actually making things and putting things together. Mm-hmm. But then I have food for the week and I'm not stressed out. Yeah, it's it, true. You know? Yeah. It's true. But I feel like once, you know, like, when you have, like, a lot going on in your life and, like, it's a task that usually wouldn't stress you out. Yeah, but then, yeah. It's just like such a small task. It's just like, oh, like you're dreading it kind of thing. I wanted to talk about how um, your parents and I guess my grandparents, Mm -hmm. growing up in their home country, they probably had stressors or things that stressed them out that were, you know, only to really do with their own specific country. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that they kind of pass on to us or put onto us here in Canada, mm-hmm. even though those stressors may not be relevant mm-hmm. to us. And at the same time, I feel like the stressors that we're experiencing in like the Western world, um, our grandparents or my grandparents and your parents don't really understand or acknowledge as being true stressors mm-hmm. because that's not something that they've ever had to deal with. And when I think of this, I think of like, like what's it called online bullying mm. you know what i mean they're probably like like what turn is that it off. like yeah. turn off your computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but like to us it's like no like we're actually experiencing mm-hmm. like bullying you know mm-hmm. but like that's not something that they've ever had to deal with in their home country mm-hmm. or even like i feel like people that before the internet like before computers or even mm-hmm. whatever like they just don't understand like how online bullying can be a thing mm-hmm. so things like that do you have an example of stressors that your parents yeah i feel like um i don't know if this really relates but like you see how you said 
stuff that would be like more pressure in their contacts yeah like what i always talk about of like the pressure of like having to like marry somebody from ghana it's like you obviously married somebody from ghana because you were in ghana like for you to for (laughs) you to not marry somebody ghanian like you really went out of your way and that's why your parents would be like wait like what are you saying you know what i mean but like for me like i first of all the toronto or gta ghanian community is big but not that big Mm-hmm. and second of all like first of all there's that not that many niggas and then there's mm-hmm. that not many like eligible ones mm-hmm. and then out of the <laughs> eligible ones they have girlfriends yeah so it's like or they've been like dating this like i'm not finna date no nigga that's been dating this one ganyan girl that everyone knows for for like eight years i'm not doing yeah. that you know what i mean so yeah. yeah i feel like that pressure i feel like that doesn't apply to my contacts because realistically if we're talking about who i'm in proximity to like it's mm-hmm. it's not Ghanaian people yeah right true. so i feel like that's a pressure that is like it's not my problem but obviously yeah. now it's my problem you know okay guys so to wrap it up i think everyone should be mindful of the fact that your family's opinions of you are important but don't let it ruin and run your life mm-hmm I think that um, also, like we always say, I know we all do it, but like stop comparing yourself to people on social media because yeah. it's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> social media is not real. Guys. It's it's not real life at fucking all. Um, and you know, we all just need to like don't let the pressures of your family or wherever like let rob you of your joys of things that you're accomplishing. Exactly. Like if you. I don't know like if you're seeing people buy houses but you're proud of yourself because you just hit your savings goal yeah. or you just purchased this you just made this big purchase or you just got mm-hmm. a car or whatever yeah like let yourself be proud of yourself like mm-hmm. don't be like oh this person's doing this so i yeah. have to do this you know yeah because you never know how that person actually attained that goal mm-hmm. you know how they actually got that house or how they actually got whatever mm-hmm. got that car so like you comparing them to yourself it's just like what's the point yeah you know yeah but anyways, Merry anyway, Christmas, right? Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Oh my God, happy holidays. Enjoy yourselves. Drink a lot. Have fun. <laughs> Be safe. <laughs> Be safe. Spend time with the fam and friends. And loved ones. And, and yourself. Ones. And spend time with And yourself. the Lord. Yeah, and the Lord. <laughs> All right, later. Okay, bye. Oh, wait, no, we didn't do... All right, this has been your girl, Himati. <laughs> and Dej. And this is... Dark and Lovely Pod. Bye, guys. Later.